and we are live. Hello to all my guys, gals, and non-binary pals of Audio Podcast Land, and welcome to another episode of Knights of Pain Town, a City of Mist actual play podcast. I am your lovely master of ceremonies, Mikey, back again to lead my amazing group of players through some mysterious uh, mysteries, so to speak. You can follow me at Pop Culture Geek or at DD Vibe Chai Productions and make sure to get a like and follow to stay up to date on all the actual play podcasts and pop culture podcasts that we got going on because we got a lot of those and it's a good time all around. We're going to go around real quick and we're going to introduce the players and then we will jump into the session proper. So we're going to start off with Wes. Guten Tag und hello. It's me. It's me, Wes. Uh, sorry, I had to. I was sorry. It's the Patreon content stuff, but uh, I'm playing uh, Jack Mac McTeer, wonderful psychopath with horns. And uh, also, if you listen to Call of the Deep soon, you'll be able to hear me technically as Amino Acid. Spelled Amino Acid because words are fun. So, uh, I'm going to get going now, and everyone else can say their hello. <laughs> when you mentioned the horns, just Austin Powers popped in my head. Oh, you're feeling horny, baby. <laughs> ah, uh, no. Anyways. <laughs> mm, looks like somebody's not a fan. So let's continue before we... So next person to give their introduction is going to be Echo. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vietnam. Yes, I did not do my the slow draw like Robin Williams. I'm sorry. I will do it next time. But yeah, pleasure to meet everyone. I'm Echo. I play Corey O'Reilly, the Irish mobster with, of course, the mythos of old Dagda. Mm. What else am I forgetting? Oh, yes, nothing. I passed the ton! <laughs> And of course, last but certainly not least to give their introduction is going to be Josh. Guten Tag und hallo allerseits. You are listening to Radio Berlin. Uh, oh wait, no you're not. Uh, hello everybody, I'm Josh. Uh, you also know me as MG Preacher by now. Uh, if you don't, uh, you should go back to the other uh, other sessions of these podcasts and check them out. They are amazing. Um I'll keep it short tonight. You can follow me on Instagram if you wish at MG Preacher Man. You can follow me on TikTok at MG Preacher. And tonight I will be playing. Uh, I almost said Chris Remington, but that is a completely different game. Uh, Patreon content, ladies and gentlemen. But tonight I will be playing Friedrich Krupp, a uh, member of the San Francisco Police Department, and. Of course, I'm a canine officer, so what would I be without my lovely canine companion, Cerberus? Hint, hint. Oh my goodness. Alrighty, but that concludes our introduction, so let's get into a bit of a recap real quick. So last time on Knights of Pain Town, well... A lot of things went down, so let's just recap what happened recently. So, upon leaving the crime scene of a car accident, and after getting some information from one of Corey's uh, contacts in a rift bar, the Rambling Root, which will definitely be coming back at some point in this campaign. But after getting information about exactly what is going on and what kind of rift that the victim, David Guyen, uh, possesses, our unlikely alliance members decided to head home for the evening and regroup in the morning, where they paid a visit to our good old uh, coroner with the rift of Dr. Frankenstein, Dr. Winthrop, where he gave them a bit of a rundown exactly what was happening. And probably the more pressing issue is, is that he did find some sediment in between David's shoes and he just needs to have some time to analyze that. But the more pressing matter is that upon the autopsy, the cause of death for Mr. Guyen was 
some sort of respiratory failure through poison. So, yeah, that was a bit interesting. So after kind of going over all that information, our unlikely alliance decided to go see if they could find uh, any more information based on a receipt they had found in David's wallet that t- will take them to a restaurant known as Shinobi's Shoes, uh, Sushi. It's lunchtime, baby. Exactly. And as they got into the car, we ended last time with a kind of camera pan out seeing two individuals in kind of a beat down Cadillac observing our party and figuring out that they will need to talk to them at some point. But we'll get to back to a little bit. So with the recap over, let us hop into the episode proper. So, for whatever reason, everybody still lets Officer Dawes <laughs> drive. So, in quick fashion, she speeds her way up and down the streets to head back to uh, the area of the scene of the crime where you guys stop in front of Shinobi Sushi. So, a little bit about this restaurant, just because. <laughs> Shinobi Sushi is. It's weird because it is right next to a ma and pa kind of diner. And like any typical, very small scale family owned businesses, you know that these two restaurants are always competing to get all the, you know, customers that they can to go stop at their place. And even if you guys have never been here personally, everybody knows that Shinobi Sushi and Rondo's diner are always back and forth at each other, trying to one up each other in order to maintain the highest customer base. But today, you, your investigation has led you here in order to see what kind of information you find. So, as you guys take a look at the front of Shinobi Sushi, it's kind of the typical layout that you normally see with these kind of eastern oriented restaurants so you have the full-on menu outside of the front of the window you have english and then you have the translated version into japanese in this case and then you also see a little cheapy version of shinobi sushi's uh, little mascot which is like a little cheapy version of a samurai So for it's very cutesy, but it's again, if you go, if you ever visit a typical Eastern country like China and Japan, they love their mascot characters. <laughs> I mean, we have a oh, mascot yeah. character. That is we true. Have, we have Cerberus. That is true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cerberus is the mascot well, character for this game. Well, we also have uh, I just didn't remember a uh, a slight Scooby Doo. Uh, mascot thing going on too there we have that going as memory search. oh my gosh max yeah I, for- I forgot where the scooby this is the scooby gang <laughs> 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 oh my goodness we haven't even gotten into it yet but i'm loving it but yeah so that is the outside of shinobi sushi and right now it's the middle of the afternoon towards the early afternoon, probably like around eh, 11, 1130. So lunch rush hasn't fully started yet. There are a few customers inside that you can see through the window, but it doesn't look too packed like it normally is. But yeah, so that is where you guys are currently at. So what would you like to do? And you're currently outside. You know, the answer is get lunch. You know for a fact that Mac is going to look at that place and go, well, I haven't eaten in a solid 45 minutes, so I need to go walk in and get some uh, something to eat here. Harkening back to the le- last episode title, a Mac, a Mac snack attack. <laughs> Mac snack attack. For some odd reason, he's super hungry like all the time now, too. It's like he's eating for two. <laughs> yeah, beat me to it. I was going to say it's like he's eating for two. You know, himself in a giant, you know, stag like monster beast. Go figure. <laughs> All righty. So with that, uh, the rest of you, Mac just unabashedly just walks in. 
and he's ready for some chow time. So I'm assuming the rest of you are following behind Mac inside. <laughs> oh, yes. Even Serby. <clears throat> he is a service dog, so there you wait, go. Yes, that wait, is true. Sir, wait, who's Serby? Is that, is that Cerberus's nephew? Serby, <laughs> Serby, do. Where are you? <laughs> this episode done went off the rails. <laughs> It always seems to do so, we're, but that's fine. That's what we're here for. That's All right. So. <laughs> All righty. So. As you guys enter the restaurant, once again, very typical kind of uh, sushi joint. You have tables, you have a couple booths that are outlined in the very red kind of plasticky material that you would find in most Asian restaurants. But of course, because this is a modern sushi joint, it's uh, a conveyor belt of just pieces of sushi kind of just moving on the conveyor belt. And behind that, you could see all of the chefs making the sushi and cutting it fresh. And then some of the fish are may or may not in a fish tank off to the corner somewhere. But, you know, (laughs) so would it be frowned upon if uh... Mac were to go to end of said conveyor belt or on the conveyor belt, just lay his head down and go, ah. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting that in the real world, probably. I mean, Mac can choose to do that, but <laughs> you could, Mac could do that if he wants, but that is up to you, my friend, because, uh, no, no, he's, he's, he's a little bit weird, but he's not that weird, so he'll. Go just find somewhere that he can like squeeze his big ass frame into and uh, order order the foods and try to figure out what questions he needs to be asking. You know, I've had sushi before. All right, you've you've never had sushi before. No. Are we talking about Mister O'Reilly? Are we talking about you? Or are we talking about the god that controls you, named Echo? <laughs> I don't know if I've any god, but I believe both are true. Oh, buddy. <laughs> this has went off the rails. I, I wanted to do it in character, and then that came up, and I just had to be meta. You can't help it. I can't help it. I know, I know, but yeah, I've never had sushi in real life. No, you never have. No? It is. It is. It is a thing, my friend. It's very good. Very good. Good for the soul. And Mac would then look at you and go, well, in that case, let's see. He starts doing a head count and he starts like going, all right, so uh, you know what, guys? I'll be honest with you. Lunch is on me. Just because, you know, I don't know who's all had sushi, but fuck it. I've been here enough times. Lunch is on me. You guys, uh, everyone, you know, everyone gets something. Of course, you know, I, Cerberus is also looking up at you, wagging his well, nose. No, I counted him. I counted him for oh, sure. Oh, you, you counted him? Awesome. Well, of course, I'm not going to not feed my feed, you know, my dog buddy. And we have like that look at each other, like understanding moment. Uh, I love it so much. <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, as you guys kind of get your order in and the sushi starts coming out onto the conveyor belt, uh, you see. One of the owners of Shinobi Sushi kind of off in a uh, sitting alone at a booth, kind of folding a paper menu, so to speak. So there's a little bit of a box right there and he's folding paper menus. And as you guys find a spot, uh, he looks at you all and says, ah, my friends, my friends, uh, welcome. Oh, I can see that you already got food. Excellent choices, my friends. Um, uh, Oh, uh, sorry. As you see him kind of just. Shoveling the paper around a little bit. And it's like, uh, it's a bit of a mess in here. But uh, trying to get all these folded before lunch rush starts. But uh, thank you for uh, choosing Shinobi Sushi. And uh... oh, and then he notices Officer Dawes and Quinn and Friedrich is like, ooh, okay, so we have some law enforcement agents in here. That's most excellent. Oh, but I can tell that you probably came here for questions more than lunch, I think. Though the lunch is a bonus, I will say that. A mixture of both, actually, my good friend. 
I've actually I straight came here for the lunch. And just letting you know we have three there's three law officers and uh one person that's law officer adjacent and one person that's uh not quite law officer adjacent. We're advisors, if you will. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are advisors in our special fields. Alrighty. Uh, well then, um, then let's have a seat over here as, uh, he caught, he leads you guys over to like the big booth that they have in the corner that fits everybody. And then even Cerberus is able to kind of climb up and just sit at the table with everybody. <laughs> Dalton dog, he wants to be a part of the conversation. Well, I mean, he's a police dog, so and Cerberus is a good boy. And so he can behave himself. So yeah, I so should, I shouldn't mention he's not just like sitting like a traditional dog in the booth. Like his back is against the back of the the seat. He is quote unquote sitting human. You guys have had conversation. I has have want to be in conversation. I has have sit like people sit. I'm a good Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, just need, we just need a couple more dogs and some playing cards now. Oh, please, no. We've we've been working on that. He's not oh. quite there yet, but we've been working on it. Oh, my goodness. Random side note is whenever I've checked through my certain thing, I had a quote unquote level up. I didn't get a chance to push that on to let you know. But one of the things that I took, random side note, haha, is a. Uh, for animal shape shifting, I got a new power tag, which is share grant. Excuse me, grant animal form, which means I can hand animal forms to other people. So this may be happening way sooner than we thought. Oh uh, no! <laughs> and even more side tangent, I also got one. I took for the club, Perry. <laughs> That's always the important bit. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, this is going to make the story so much more interesting. I can't wait. <laughs> but back to the scene at hand. So as you guys are eating your sushi and I guess Cerberus is sitting like a human. <laughs> uh, the owner of Shinobi Sushi is just like, oh, uh, where are my manners? Let me introductions are in order. Uh, my name is Mr. Hayashishida. Uh, I am a. Uh, the well, I'm one of the owners, but I'm the one that founded Shinobi Sushi, so it is a pleasure to meet all of you. And uh, he kind of looks at everyone. Some of you I recognize as regulars, and some of you are new here. Well, welcome, nonetheless. It is a pleasure to meet you, my friend. Uh, the honor is all mine. Uh, well, let's just get to business then, shall we? Um... I mean, you haven't really told me, but I'm assuming you have some questions in regards to the accident that happened yesterday. Now, correct me, that accident happened outside of Shinobi's, or did we have something that led us back to Shinobi's? We had, we so, had, we had the receipt that led us to Shinobi's. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, for him to be like, Hey, is this called the accident yesterday? Like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm like, How wait a minute. But really, yeah. That was far away. What are you talking about? So really I, quick. I don't remember mentioning any accident. How do you know? What do you know? Who were you? Where were you the night of the seventh? <laughs> so really quickly, just as a recap for the players as well as to the listening audience. Oh, wait, just the case. news actually exists. I forgot about the news. I mean, yes, all of a sudden on the TV, you just you just hear and welcome to Channel 5 News. And now a bit of a recap. So just as a recap for the players and to the listening audience. So the reason that the uh, <laughs> Mr. Hayashishida mentioned the accident is because the accident that occurred the day before happened in front of the diners near the street corner. So when the car crashed, it crashed into a light pole and it was near the actual restaurants but on top of that what led the party back here as mentioned in the recap is while investigating mr david guyen's body and his personal affects 
they found a receipt for a meal at Shinobi Sushi a little bit prior to the accident. So David has visited Shinobi Sushi within the last 24 hours or so. Corey has figured something out. Oh, he's not going to say it just yet, though. Like, Alrighty. I, I like the idea of the newscast being part of the, the like, the recap, the whole, like, and, you know, as they come, blah, blah, blah. And after that, come listen up and we'll have a fun recipe for lasagna. But it's a, it's, I like the idea of the newscaster being, like, the recap person. Because if it kind of, like, that was good. Awesome. Yeah, I like that idea, too. Also, from the university, is Bigfoot real? We have evidence that might prove he's actually real now. Thank you. My players just canonically... uh, My players just canonically made the news person an actual thing now. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. I'm here for it. I'm gonna write that later. some animals from Uh, the Pine Town Zoo. Fuck your panda! Fuck your panda! I don't need your shit! No, no, excuse me as we watch leaves fall on the ground. Oh my goodness. But back to the action. Uh, yes, it's like Bigfoot. Is, is he real? More at 10. Max <laughs> as soon as he hears that. Max like shrinking down and hiding, even though he's not Bigfoot. He's tall and hairy, so uh, you know, things happen. The boy's spreading his stories again. It's going to bite him in the butt one day. <sighs> Alrighty. And so, after that little bit of a recap, Mr. Hayashishida says, I do believe you had, I'm assuming you have questions for me. Um, I'm happy to help in any way I can. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm terrible with names. Do you guys remember what his name was? The suspect? The victim? Uh, victim? The victim. David Guyen. Oh, yes. I was gonna say I could have thought I was gonna say I'd take a that's a hell of a turn. The suspect, he's dead. I know. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's we, awfully sus. Perfect cover, the perfect crime. <laughs> you never you never know in this city. Well uh Forgive me, I, uh, I'm terrible with names sometimes, uh, what was your name again, mine here? Oh, uh, of course, my name is Mr. Hayashishida. Hayashishida? Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have to write that down. Don't worry, I'll, I'll give you the spelling in a sec. <laughs> I'm just gonna call you Jeff. Um. <laughs> my name is Jeff. <laughs> my name is Jeff. And again, we are already going off the rails. Yes, Uh, that is true. All right, you ready for the spelling? (laughs) Yes. You know what? I'll just, I will just post. I'll just give you a message. Okay, Uh, I will just come back to it later. But uh, Mr. Hayasashita, we uh, we identified the uh, the unfortunate. Uh, victim as a car accident and upon a uh, smart investigation we found the receipt for this establishment um, can you tell us the, uh, do you uh, know Mr. Mr. Guyen any did you, uh, did you speak with him or anything because you seem like this kind of businessman that likes to uh, engage this uh, his patrons. So perhaps maybe you've uh, talked to him or something. Oh, uh, d- Mr. Guyen. Um, I mean, I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't know him. I don't know him personally, but I know of him. B- but more importantly, I know his who he's associated with better, so to speak. Oh, you do? Well, uh, yeah. Please, uh, sir, enlighten us. Um, well, um, if, well, I guess this is fine. 
if you would be so kind, and he kind of looks around to make sure the few other patrons that are in here aren't really paying attention. He kind of leans in and whispers to the table. So, like I said, David's uh, not necessarily somebody I know too personally. However, I know his association and everybody around here knows that as well, not just me. David is part of the Guyan family and uh, his grandmother, let's just say that she, uh, she makes sure that people don't step out of line, so to speak, when it comes to this area of Pain Town. Uh, Cory's just nodding. <laughs> so, wait, you're telling me, mayhaps, just, just between you, me, these fine people, the, the three cops. And uh, the tables. Are we talking grandma mob boss kind of spiel here going on? Just ask it for a friend. Pay no attention to the three cops. Just pushes them to the side a little bit. <laughs> so, well, at this point, Corey, based on your past life, you would know exactly what this entails. But Friedrich, you, Dawes, and Quinn would also know this but more so rumors. But Grandmama Guyen is what we're going to call her now. She happens to be the head of a small little uh, tr- kind of triad here in this part of Paint Town. So to give you a kind of uh, <laughs> to give you a little bit of a description. So this particular area of Paint Town is very heavily uh, of the uh, Asian and Pacific Islander uh, individuals. So those people who originate from Japanese, Chinese, Filipinos, um, and all the different Asian and uh, Islander nations as well. So, And if you know anything about those nations, especially when it comes to criminal organizations, usually those are... Those kinds of gangs and organizations are referred to as the triads. So in this little area, Grandma Guyen is like what good old Mrs. Yu is for her part of Pain Town, but with the more criminal and more forceful to keep peace in this area, so to speak. And less potlucks. And less potlucks. It's break. It, no. You can't just upset the balance. But, you can. But you, what? Did you just say? I'm stepping out of conversation now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, cops. Oh, jeez. But yeah, so. Yeah, so. Our good old cop buddies and Corey, you would know this. And then at this point, Mac, you would be filled in from Mr. Hayashishida with the same information that Grandmama Guyen is uh, the head of the triad in this area. And she's not she, she's not afraid to get down to the brass tack, so to speak, if things are out of line. All right. And so uh, she's going to be mad now. So. uh First thing that pops through, you know, Max head is, well, if she kept Pete from getting out of line, then, you know, maybe uh, that was a, well, grandson, you let, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. So, off you go. And also, Max like, fuck it, let's meet her. No, no, no. Mr. Corey, Mr. Corey O'Reilly. Back and no. out from a little triad in a little part of... No, if we're going to meet them, it. you have to be careful. And we can't bring these three with us. Oh, no, we can bring these three with us. No, we just you bring can't. These three. We're going to bring these three with us, not looking like what they are now. They're a tri- the triad's not going to know who they are. And more importantly, are you afraid of them? Or are you afraid of the big bad triad? 
I'm not afraid of them. And trust me, lot of triads have their surprises. Don't think just because they're just a triad, they're not part of a bigger system. I'm not saying that in any way, shape, or form. It's just, if we're going to get answers, we're going to go see them. We're going to, might as well do it now. Well, well not let, now let per me, se, but the idea. Let me throw this little more information in there. Off target was here. He, he went somewhere. Got killed as he was coming back this way. What does that tell you? Wait, what type of poison killed him again? I I wrote it down, but all my notebooks were MR MIA. Uh, caused uh, respiratory distress. Mm-hmm. It was a poison that caused the respiratory failure, and that what killed him. In addition, as noted by Doctor Winthrop too. It seems that the poison was administered orally. Excuse me, because he noted right. that there was a little bit of green around uh, David Guyen's lips when he did the initial autopsy. AKA the kiss of death. So, on that note, um, Mr. Uh, Mac looks over and just curious. It's like just, just you know, curious, curious. I don't. I wouldn't have anything to do with maybe. I don't know. Someone accidentally not preparing something the particularly right way, preferably the puffin fish. You mean well, puffer? I mean, no puffin. I prefer to call it after a Canadian, you know, bird. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But uh, Mr. Puffer, Hi- puffer, very different terms. Yeah, you got a good point. But it's just, just curious, you know, would it be a puffer fish? Uh, we, have, Hi- we have the receipt right here. Let's, let's just check the receipt. Yeah, seriously, I didn't just thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you check the receipt, there doesn't seem to be an order of uh, puffer fish, so to speak. And Mr. Hayashishida even says, "Is like this establishment doesn't necessarily well, it hardly ever sells puffer fish because of how dangerous it is, and you need to know how to prepare it accordingly. And unfortunately, we don't have that kind of person anymore to do so. We did a long, long time ago, but even then." I I would never want Puffer to be on the menu only because of how dangerous it is, not only to the customer, but to the person who's prepping it, too, because that poison is very volatile. That it is. Volatile poisonous and toxicity. It's like talking about the mayors in this town. But yeah, um, if I may, may I see this receipt? I will give him the receipt. Okay. So, Corey, as you give uh, Mr. Hayashishida the receipt, he kind of takes a look at it. He puts his glasses on. It's like, let's see here. Okay. Yeah, I remember this. David was in here uh, for a quick lunch date. And in fact, looking at the timestamp of said receipt, yeah, I remember this exactly because... David was with a young woman, but then there was also a little incident between two other individuals in here the other day as well. Nothing too crazy, but it was a there were a bit of exchanging of words. And after that, the two customers left and then David shortly after left as well, leaving his uh, lunch date to finish off and. She was the last one to leave as well. You know who these others were? Hmm. Well, David's lunch date, I know very well. In fact, she works next door as one of the waitresses at Brondo's Diner. Um, yeah, she's a young lady. Her name is uh, Minnie. So Minnie... 
is a waitress at Rondo's diner next door. And I'm kind of surprised that she was on a date with David because don't get me wrong. I fully believe that love is love, but they both don't have anything in common. At least to me, they didn't. But hey, uh, neither here nor there. But yeah, so Minnie was with David on the lunch date and she works next door. The other two individuals, I'm not so sure, but it seemed that both David and Minnie knew them very well. So maybe you would want to ask her and see if she can identify them. Thank you for, for your time. Does anyone else have any other questions? Can I also get a to can I get a to go bag of a few other things? Of, um, I don't know why I'm asking you because you're on the place, but uh, do you guys have like a punch card system here or something like a rewards frequent flyer kind of thing? Oh, yeah. You know, we're actually just we only just started that recently, but I haven't really had a chance. Uh, but yeah, uh, any kind of from his apron pocket, he pulls out. Here you go. It's like you buy eight, you get the ninth one free. What day of the week is it? Uh, I believe we said it was like Saturday at this point because you went from Friday to Saturday. Yeah. Uh, no worries. I'll have that shit punched out by, uh, you know, sometime around Monday morning. <laughs> of course. And if you bring your coworkers and friends in here, too, definitely will help uh, the business out. You got it. He also wants to buy one. Do they sell the little logo? Like, not logo, little uh, mascot guys. Do they sell things involving him? Yeah. Right. So, kind of a full stop. So, at least in the area that I live, a lot of the Eastern restaurants, like, they have, like, little toys and handmade stuff that they can buy in addition to that. So, there's, like, little uh, crocheted versions of the little chibi samurai <laughs> logo. He will 100%. Buy one of them things, and it's going to hang off the uh, rearview mirror of his car. <laughs> oh, okay. So yeah, so Mac, you get your extra sushi. You get one of those little crochets, uh, shinobi samurai mascot uh, things, <laughs> and then you also get it. Yeah, you get your to-go bag. Uh, uh, so, uh, Mister, <laughs> as Corey waits for all the sap, and he starts humming "Mini the Moocher." <laughs> Hi -de -da -de -da -da. Hi -de -hi -de I did I did I did I also leave a uh, a card with the uh, Mr. Hayashida telling him uh, if something comes up to give give me a call. Mac does the same, but uh, instead of handing him an official card or you know something along those lines, he like writes his number down on a napkin and then kisses it. No, uh, it's uh. <laughs> He just reaches into his pocket and he hands out like it's like a card to like a gas station where it's like buy some make coffees. He's like, if you need me, if you need me, call. No number on it at all. He's just trying to fit in. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, most certainly, as he takes both your card, Friedrich, and then yours, uh, information, <laughs> Mac. And kind of puts it both in his apron. Uh, yeah, so if I'm correct, and Mr. Hayashishida looks at the clock on the wall, I do believe Minnie is still at the diner right now. In fact, I think she's, uh, um, I think her shift is over in about 15, 20 minutes, so it might be a perfect time to catch her before she leaves. Thank you for but, that uh, additional information, sir. Oh, of course, yeah. and it's only fair, especially since you guys stopped for uh, lunch in this, my establishment. So thank you. And if I could think of anything else, I, I will let you know. And you are always welcomed back to Shinobi Sushi. Thank you. And you'll have a pleasant day. Oh, you too. And then Mr. Hayashishida kind of excuses himself and then goes back to the booth, folding menus, uh, getting ready for the lunch rush that is about to happen soon. All right, kids, you finish your sushi, so where to next? Time for us to go next door for the second lunch. You've already had. What, what about breakfast? You already had it. Yeah, what about 11 Z's? 
What about second breakfast? <laughs> I don't think it's heard of second breakfast, Pippin. I love it. Alrighty, so we're all gonna head next door. So as you guys exit out of Shinobi Sushi, you guys head over next door to Rondo's <laughs> Diner. And as you enter Rondo's Diner, I mean, it is completely what you would expect with the word diner put on front of the sign on the door. Inside is your typical, like, old school diner. You got the jukebox hanging out in the corner. It's like nothing but red colored booths lining up, up and down this place. And then the old fashioned, like, grill in the back with the countertop. And it's going for a very sick, like 60s aesthetic. So as you walk in, you see. uh, Again, it's not too packed in here, but it looks like it's about to get ready for the lunch rush. And walking towards you is a female figure. She's dressed in this very brightly yellow kind of like dress and white apron combo going on with. Uh, she's got uh, orangey hair and she's got some freckles on her face. She's kind of light uh, caramel in color and she kind of is blowing gum and kind of popping it. But like in a respectful way, I guess she's not being annoying with it. But she walks up to you. She's like, welcome to Rondo's Diner. How can I help you? I have a question about a, a bloke named Smokey and the King of Sweden. Oh, honey. Those... <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh, sweetheart, you just missed them. All your friends are theirs. I wasn't expecting that answer. Fuck. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm good at bouncing back too. I love it. Like if you give me something, I'm gonna roll with it. I, I'm, I'm gonna grab a menu, by the way, because I didn't eat much over at the sushi place. No, seriously, I. That, you know what? I bought the sushi. How about you buy me lunch here? Because, you know, it's only been about 15 minutes since I ate. So. Uh, I'll, pay, I'll pay for it. Actually, right. uh, um, actually, we're looking for a mini. The moocher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Palms. So, Corey, as you mentioned uh, the name mini, the waitress in front of you is like, well, of course, honey, you're looking directly at her. How can I help you? Heidi, 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 Um, well, you know about the incident yesterday. Oh, you mean the car accident that happened yesterday? Yeah, that was such a travesty. Yes. Sadly, the person in the car has perished. And... You are one of the last people to talk to him that we know of. Uh, I don't mean to be rude, sweetheart, but you gotta be a little more specific. Who exactly are we talking about here? Gen I know. you, I believe. Frasier will kind of step up, considering this is kind of his purview, breaking news like this. And uh, I just kind of motioned over to a booth, and I says, uh, uh, Raline, uh, would you mind uh, taking a seat for just a moment, please? And she kind of gives you a little bit of defiant look, Friedrich. Not like in a I'm gonna beat you up kind of look, but very st- street smart esque defiant look. She's like, uh, Officer, no disrespect here, but unless you're gonna arrest me, you gotta let me know what you need to talk about. It's like let's not uh, let's not dance around here. What is it exactly that? For well, first of all, David Guyen is dead. Oh, it's not like you're resisting. Just letting you know. Oh, that's Lee's ball. I mean, sure, I can answer a few questions, but I didn't really know him too much, and frankly, I don't. Listen, this might be horrible to say, but I don't really care for him after what happened the other day. But yeah. Uh, just follow me. I'll find you a booth, like, and um, we can discuss it there. So she kind of walks you guys to a booth, and as soon as she's like, uh, seats you all, 
she kind of just yells into the back of the kitchen. It's like, yo, Frank, I'm taking a five minute break, sweetheart. I'll be back doing my business, but I need to take my break. All right, Minnie, go ahead. Five minutes, though. It's like, yeah, yeah, I already know. And she kind of just sits down with you. All right. So in the back uh, of my mind, I'm going, why is the name always Frank? In the back of my mind, I was sitting there going, oh, my God, Frank is a diner's Rodriguez. <laughs> in the back of my, in my mind, it's like, how's Frank still working here? Isn't he 100 <laughs> by now? Hey, who knows what kind of rift powers, if any, he has. It could be power, it could be good genetics. You never know. Healthy but, living. <laughs> yes. But Minnie sits down with you and she kind of just crosses her arms and legs and she's like, all right, so you want to know about David's? Oh, where do I even start with him? Oh, that silly is a good question. Where do you want me to start, hun? Well, beginning. We'll start with how do you know him? Where did you do uh, first uh, I mean, this is kind of embarrassing, but. I met David through a dating app. What's it called? Oh, yeah. It's some sort of, uh, what's it called? Some sort of dating app called Lots of Rifts. I don't know if y'all have heard about it. It's the new thing amongst all the peoples here in Paintown. But, uh, yeah, I met him on this dating app, Lots of Rifts. And, you know, we, uh, I met him for a little bit of a sushi date, though. It turned out to be I was just some ploy and some revenge plot to something. And I didn't take it. I didn't take too kindly to that. Revenge for what? Yeah. Well, okay. So I get to the restaurant, right? And I see David. I'm like, oh, he's kind of cute. He's kind of fine. But you know what? It's like my mama always told me I gotta, I gotta always just, you know, watch myself. But I will admit he was that kind of cutie. And I and we were talking for a little bit, and you know what? I was actually thinking, wow, you know, he's actually a pretty decent guy. And then, as soon as those two walked in and sat down, it's like I wasn't even theirs. David's attention was all on them, and I was not having it. I was trying to get David's attention back. But he was ignoring me and was just kind of staring at the other two. And so I had enough and I got up and, you know, I may or may not have made a little scene by yelling at David, yelling at the other two that were there. But it seems that David. It seems that David knew. Those two and she kind of just rolls her eyes. Well, I guess it's kind of rude to say those two all the time. Let me be more specific. So this is going to look bad on my part, but I promise I had nothing to do with David's death. Um, but those two that I'm referring to, I, I'd known them since high school. I mean, I knew of them. We weren't friends or nothings, but. Uh... So the two individuals that we were. The two individuals that I was referring to is not the get master of ceremonies looking in his notebook for the names he came up with them. <laughs> nah, that never happens. Honestly, Jeff it never and Jeffro. <laughs> I is my brother Daryl, my other brother Daryl. Ah, okay, here we go. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so Minnie kind of just again crossed his arms and just like. So the other two people that were kind of in this little kerfuffle, so to speak, uh, I, I knew them from high school. Uh, it was Pauline Woodworth and her wife, Ellie. Those two, I knew of them. But yeah, I mean, David was all interested in Ellie and I didn't take too kindly to it. And neither did Pauline, so, to be perfectly honest with you. There were some words exchanged about how David needed to stay away from them and to stop stalking them, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, 
they left and then I chewed David out a little bit. And then, um, you know, he left and then I left as well. It was a, it was not the most ideal date. And, uh, like I said, I feel horrible for saying this, but, uh, uh, David, uh, I should have known better from a pretty boy like him. You never know. For, for example, there's always some people can have the uptown girl, some can't, as they say. Sometimes they are what you want. Sometimes they aren't. You never know until you actually meet them. Sometimes they are what you eat. If you say so. But yeah, it's it's just... It was a whole mess the other days. But yeah, those who were the two people there. Um, Is there anything else you want to know, hun? Uh, Just as a small recap, after this... uh We'll say this incident, this argument. Uh, Pauline and Ellie left first, and I'm guessing you left after them? Or how did things transpire afterwards? Well, so after a little bit of a spat, Ellie and Pauline left. And then I chewed out David a little bit and called him a scumbag. He was a slime ball. He was a dog, yada, yada, yada. And then he promptly I understand left you, you were calling him different names. Yes, and then he promptly left after I chewed him out without even saying anything to me. Kind of rude. So I sat there in Shinobi Sushi for a little bit, and then uh, I left. Uh, and I went home, figured that I, waste, I took a day off for nothing, and I could have been working to get some money, but them's the breaks, I guess. Hmm. But yeah, um, I kind of turn over to uh, Quinn and I ask him to uh, to look up those two individuals and see if we can uh, find an address uh, just to just to talk to them and get their side of the story. Okay. Well, we do have one last place on the list. We do also have to get lunch from here too. Just throwing that out there. Just saying. Just. But there's only an omelet in front of you, my friend. Yeah, but I haven't ordered. <laughs> oh, don't worry, honeys. I I already can tell. And she, like Minnie, and one of the other waitress had one of the other waitresses. Like as you guys were talking to her, bring over your food, and it just happened to be what you guys wanted to order. Is she a? Rip? <laughs> Get out of my head! <laughs> I just want to be alone in my head. <laughs> you don't want to be in his head. It might get a little fighting. You don't want to be in here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just drinking the coffee. You don't want to be inside my head. I <laughs> don't want to see inside my own head. She kind of whispers to you. Mac is just like, we not I. I think you got somebody else living in theirs because I got two different voices. Uh, no shame. We all got some things we need to work out, but just thought I'd let you know. Thanks for letting me know, but also throwing it out there. Can't charge the fucker rent because he lives in my own head. So we're working on that as we speak. Oof. If you can find a way to charge him, please, please do. Nobody should be living in your head rent free. Fucking squatter. But yeah, so I was gonna say something, but after that, I, I don't forgot what it was. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go with my fallback. Um, Friedrich will reach into his pocket, pull out another one of his cards. He keeps a bunch of these, by the way, and he just okay. hands it over to her. And I said, and I'll just tell her, uh, Fraulein, I want to thank you again for uh, taking a few minutes to talk with us. Uh, we greatly appreciate that. And if oh. something comes up, or if you happen to remember something, no details, too small, please, I want you to call this number. It'll contact me directly. Oh, okay. No problems. And she kind of takes the card. By the no. way, be- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm, I'm derailing again, but I was going to say, that card just say, you know, Friedrich Crump, 
Pain Town PD, or was that the uh, Friedrich Crump hunk of hunk of German love? Please call. <laughs> I'm going to say it no, was the I regular. The other... I keep that in the <laughs> other shirt pocket. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I just want to make sure, like, you know, professionalism and all that, you know. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> but yeah, so. I you keep that in a shirt card. pocket that's under my vest, so I don't accidentally grab the wrong one. <laughs> Alrighty, so you give her the card, and as you guys finish up and are about to leave, uh, Minnie kind of walks you to the exit. She says, "Oh, by the way, I got one more question for yous. Um, it seems that this accident has been the talk of the town recently, and I was wondering if you were, if you were here following up with that." Uh, Detective Valentine and his partner Goldie, if you were a part of their little, I don't know what you call it, team, so to speak. Yes. Yes, we were. Thanks for letting us know they were here. It's uh, it always good to know we coordinate and working well together. Hmm. I personally haven't met them, so I can't say. Alright, so here... I wasn't going to do anything, but here, so, uh, Mac, here's what I'm going to have you do. Fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I was going to let it slide, and then Corey had to say something, so now I'm going to need you to I'm going to have you roll a convince here, because <laughs> well, no, not a convince. Let me let me double check this. Hey, 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 I, I told the truth. I haven't met them, so it's truthful. He lied, so he has to make the roll. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. You know what? In case I'm things go have... sideways, is there any way I can assist? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my good. goodness. Like, maybe I could look over at Quinn or Dawes or something, and it's like, oh, so the radios did go through with them. That's that's good. <laughs> I'm going to say, well, we'll wait. I'm going to say no for now, but I want to see Mac. So, Mac, I'm going to okay. have you, you're going to do sneak around because you're trying to deceptively here tell this lady that she, you know detective with, with valentine and goldie <laughs> sorry so it's deception though it's not like actual sneaking that's not so yeah right, you're just so, uh, deceptively be like yeah we know them no <laughs> all right so we're going to go with secret keeper charming diffuses diffuse the tension likable as power tags oh mimic because i can kind of like Make up something sounding like what a Valentine would sound like. I'm like, you know, a guy talks like this, right? You know? This of course you mean this guy. And blah 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 blah. Um, but I will always take the weakness tag of bad time jokes. I'm gonna throw a dad joke in at the bottom, so uh I accept all of that, including the tag. Yes. Alright, let's see what we got here. Oh, but you are gonna need to give us an actual dad joke. All right, um, I gotta come up with a turbo pun. All right, all right, all right, that'll fly. Uh, 13. Oh, smashing success, Jeez. my friend. All right, so he's he sits there and he's like, Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, Corey, you know, Valentine, you know, he's the guy that talks, he has that weird voice, he talks like this, it's the way it works, whatever. But yeah, you know who I'm talking about, don't you? <clears throat> of course, you do. Of course, you know him. Fucking hell, I gotta come up with the dad joke and I'm on the spot here. That's a fucking bunch of bullshit. <laughs> it's fine. You can say it at some point later, but... Oh, thank you for the eggs. Alas, poor yolks. I'll chew them well, Horatio. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was beautiful. But yeah, so... Surprisingly, you get a little chuckle out of Minnie. It's just like, oh, you're a fun one, sweetheart. But yeah, if... I like you guys a lot better than Detective Valentine and Goldie, but if you, uh, once you meet back up with them at some point, you just let them know they need to work on the people's skills a little bit. But yeah, uh, ha I guess have a good rest of your day, and uh, if you ever need anything or want to come back and get some good food, uh, you can always find me here between the hours of 8 and 12. I'm usually the morning shift, but yeah. So, uh, if I hear anything else, I'll let y'all know. But until then, have a good day, sweethearts. 
And she kind of goes back and starts taking orders of like some other patrons that had walked in. In the meantime. Well, no, no, no. We have one last location to go, my friends. That is true. Who's ready to see an abandoned carnival? Well, okay. so remember, there's that there's that. But as you guys are getting ready to leave, Quinn kind of pulls up from his laptop. It's like, uh, I have the address, too, for the Woodworth. So. Uh, let me look. Oh, interesting. They live off of B- Big Blue Avenue. So. Huh, interesting. Oh, OK. And he kind of looks it up a little bit. Yeah, so I have their address. So uh, whenever you're ready, we can also go there as well. So uh, whatever you guys decide, we're cool with it. Um, I just want to ask Quinn, from where we're at, which is closer, the Woodworths or the Carnival? Uh, honestly, both of them are in the same general direction. Now, the abandoned Carnival is a little bit out of a little bit further. It's like out of town a bit out of the city limits. Well, I mean, it's like in close vicinity to the city, but it's on the outskirts of it. Uh, but heading in that general direction, the Woodworth's apartment would be a lot closer distance wise, but it's the same way if you were to go there or to the carnival. I know. Okay, I'm well, in theory. I'm sorry, go ahead. Carnival. Abandoned carnival and nothing can go bad. I, I look at Mac and I just go, you really want to go to this carnival, don't you? Oh, yeah. There's no way around it. I want to go there so fucking bad. Okay, now listen to listen here. I'm just putting this out on the table. We go, we talk to the Woodworths first. This way, we can look for more things that maybe they might be involved with something that went on with the carnival. So we can spend more time at the abandoned carnival looking. What do you think? I like where your head's at. I really do. Because uh, that uh, one, we can spend more time at the carnival. Yeah. We can spend more time at the carnival. Yes. Okay, I agree with you, but they're not widows. I didn't say. You, Are you making you said, fun of my accent? You said widows, I thought. I thought no, you I said, said we're going to go talk to the widow. What? <laughs> I attempted to say their name, but it came off a lot more Woodvift. And I got your back, man. This is where you can actually see that Friedrich can completely drop his accent. He just chooses to keep his thick accent. He goes, Woodworths. Okay. All right, you sneaky fucker. I see what's up now. Foreigner to foreigner. Right, let's let's say, uh... I got your back, man. Let's go do it. Let's go say hi to the Woodworths, and then we can spend <laughs> a few hours at the. Uh, at the carnival causing all kind of mayhem and it's you know it's an abandoned carnival. That's what makes it more fun. Oh, trust me. You never know what's gonna I, happen. I definitely know it's an abandoned carnival. Hence I want to go in the worst way possible. <laughs> Don't ask questions. Keep it in your pants, Mac, and I start walking towards the car. Uh, I, I start he, walking back. He looks down to make sure it is actually in his pants. He didn't know if it's he didn't put up a zipper or something. He didn't. He, that's a joke he never gets. <laughs> I, 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 start, I, start, I start walking back to my car. I'll get there before you people do. And at this point, Officer Doss is like, uh-uh, I'm still driving. Make way as she and Corey, like, go out the door trying to get to the car first. <laughs> I, I brought my own car. I never said I was taking that, taking that one. Because oh, I, what? I, I drove to, I believe I had to drive to the... Yeah, because Corey took his vehicle, uh, Quinn and Doss uh, took oh, the yeah, SUV. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then yeah. Mac showed up because I was already at the uh, coroner's office because I sent Mac a picture of me holding one of those cookies. And I brought deep, deep fried Oreos. That is true, okay, yeah. And he showed now, up in Doobie Soobie Doo. Yes, Soobie Doobie Doo. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Alrighty, so you guys get into your respective cars and you uh begin 
leaving Rondo's diner and you guys make your way to the home of Ellie and Pauline Woodworth. 